my dreams coming true. I'm out here with my boy Dickie shining. I also had to think at the same time, like, damn, look at all the struggles and the sacrifices that it took for me to be here. So I'm really thinking about the struggle and the success at the same time. And when you do that, that's what you call bipolar. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode five of the Mad Happy Podcast. I'm Payman. And I'm Mason. And we created the show to have conversations about mental health. We talk about some pretty serious topics on the show. We are by no means professionals and are not giving advice. If you or someone you know needs help, please visit us at localoptimist.com backslash podcast. Today's guest is musician and actor Gaeta. Gaeta burst onto the scene in March of last year when the hit show Dave dropped. He quickly became a standout of the show and a fan favorite. A big part of why we wanted to talk to Gato was to hear about his experience with mental health, especially in the African-American community, and what it's like being bipolar. He famously had an episode in season one called Hype Man, where he opened up about his bipolar disorder and actually reenacted an episode that he had in real life. It's hard to listen to Gato and not get pumped up or inspired. Lil Dicky is lucky to have this dude as his hype man. Enjoy the episode and check out season two of Dave. The Mad Happy Podcast is brought to you by Optimism. Please enjoy the show. Today, we are joined by a new friend. He goes by Gaeta, and we're super excited to have him here. You may have heard of him from the hit show, Dave, that had a big, big moment last year during quarantine. Season two just came out, so we're really, really excited to watch that and really lucky to have Gaeta here today joining us. Hey, man, I'm excited to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Shout out, Matt Happy, man. Season two, you know what it is. Dave, yes, sir. we're going crazy out here in the streets, man. Nice. Well, thanks again for being here. Obviously, we like to start off every episode uh, with a prompt from our journal just for us all to kind of check in with each other and get on the same page. Um, so today our prompt is I am going to focus my energy on blank. So I'll answer first, then I'll kick it to you, Gata, and then I'll send it over to payment. Uh, today I am going to focus my energy on being present and finishing the week strong. I think uh, things are super busy and life can be very hectic and chaotic and it's nice to just stop and be in the moment and be present for this awesome interview and conversation and close the week strong. So that's what I'm focusing on today. Damn, he stole mine. That's what's up, man. I like that, man. Um, I'm focusing on just every day, you know, I'm getting up today. I'm going to just be focusing on just applying more pressure towards my, my worth ethic and my, my craft and seizing the moment. So I just want to make sure I'm being productive. So today I'm focusing on accomplishing more things that I did yesterday, more than I did yesterday. Definitely. That's why I'm on this podcast right now. Shout out, man. Happy. Yeah. So every day I'm focusing on myself and applying pressure and, and becoming a better uh, creative artist, actor, whatever, rapper. Definitely that. Everything. 1% better a day. Yeah, I think me too. I think thinking about just, just trying to learn and grow today, focusing my energy on that from this conversation, from other interactions with with people I come across today and, and really every day trying to, like you said, get better. I think that's a great message and something that I definitely believe in. Right. But yeah, as we get started, I think for a lot of us, you know, the first time we heard about Gata was was last year right when when the show came out and it's safe to say that you're probably the, the breakout star of the show we really we really loved uh, all the scenes that you were in and and i think for us what hit home most was was that hype man episode right and i know that you must have had 
a lot of hesitations on on being okay, you know, being so vulnerable in a place that you knew millions and millions of people were going to see it. So to you, what was that hesitation? Because we know that you said that you didn't want to be embarrassed like that. The whole world is going to think you're crazy, right? Right, uh, right, right. So yeah. what, uh, what, how did that feel like the first time you, you saw the script for that episode? Um, the first time I saw the script, uh, I was in shock because beforehand, Dickie asked me, like, you know, can I share your story? Do you mind if I, you know, we tap into your mental illness and what you suffer with daily and, you know, your growth and show your episodes and everything. So he sat down and gave me the respect and said, man, listen, I want to put this in my show. Can I do it? And at first I was hesitant. Like you said, I was hesitant because I didn't want to be, you know, embarrassed. And it was just a big fear factor because as a man, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people are already criticizing you in the game, you know, as in the industry. And you're supposed to be, you know, solid, concrete. You're supposed to be unbreakable in this industry. And I knew that if I would show my instability like that, my mental instability, I would be very vulnerable. And I didn't want to be judged. So, yeah, I was hesitant. But after I knew that I will be inspiring people, motivating people, sharing my story mm-hmm. and bringing people out of the dark and letting them know that no matter – what type of situation are you in, no matter where you come from, whatever your nationality is, no matter what's going on in your circumstances, you can do it. You can, you know, accomplish many great things no matter what's going on in your head. So that's why I wanted to share that, man. But I definitely was hesitant at first. That's amazing. At at the time, was it still kind of a secret for you or, or did you kind of have like your inner circle knew, but most people didn't know? No, it definitely wasn't a secret by that time because uh, by that time I had been dealing with it for like 10 years and uh, I really revealed to Dickie that I was bipolar, just like you can see in the episode where I'm at the studio and rehearsal. I came there lethargic off my, uh, right. and lackadaisical off my uh, medicine. So I was just really opening up to him like, yo, listen, this, I know you never really see me like this, but listen, I, I suffer from yada, yada, yada. Uh, I take medication and the whole nine. So it was, the cat was already out the bag by then. You know, we had already been on tour and stuff. I'm nodding off on the, uh, on the train, on the right. way to shows and shit and stuff like that. So um, people I already knew, especially my friends and my family around me, they knew because I, I really uh, went through the bipolar stages at different levels. Like uh, when I was checked in and first diagnosed, it was like 10 years ago. You know what I mean? So I was at a, a crappy hospital. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have the best uh, insurance and stuff like that. So I went through that stage of going through CDRP. And then I started, you know, further along in my career, I get better resources and better uh, situations and connections. So as I'm shooting season one, I have a mental episode. I break down. I flip out, you know. And that's why y'all can't, I can't wait for y'all to see season two where we show y'all some more, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. uh, it's going to be crazy, man. We can't wait. The, uh, the thing that was so cool about the episode to me was how I was reading that that was actually an experience, like you said, that really happened to you. Oh, yeah. I'm wondering what it was like to have to reenact that and relive it almost again, but acting as yourself doing it. It's like so meta. What was that experience like for you? Well, I, I definitely had to get my Zen master on because everybody can't <laughs> everybody can't just tap into a space and they mind and they heart. You gotta think about it. It's not just your mind, because think about this. People think all day. People think all day. So it's like, what are you thinking about? So when I was shooting that scene, yeah. I'm thinking about a lot of good things because I'm like, damn, my mind is racing right now. I'm about to be on TV. I'm about to be lit. My dreams coming true. I'm out here with my boy Dickie shining. But then I also had to think at the same time, like, 
damn, look at all the struggles and the sacrifices that it took for me to be here. You know what I'm saying? All those days of me not really having the stuff that I wanted, not being able to do what I want when I get up and being on the county building, EBT and all of this and that. So I'm really thinking about the struggle and the success at the same time. And when you do that, that's that's what you call bipolar, hot and cold. I was thinking about all the joy and being on top of the world. But at the same time, I'm thinking about like, damn, I, I really went through a lot. Never really knew my mom, my real mom, my real dad. I was in the foster system. So all this is racing in my head. So that's why I was so emotional. Man. That's why the tears was coming out because I was excited. Those tears of joy at the same time. But I also was just damn like, man, I've been through so much. So that's why I'm able to deliver it like that. Listening to you say that, uh, the first thing it made me think of is is our brand, Mad Happy. And not to the scale of right. bipolar, but in a way, that's really the essence of, of what our brand represents is to be able to focus on the struggle and the success at the same time, like you said. And we don't outweigh them one or the other. They're all just yeah, two pieces, yeah. ups and downs. And they're all just two of the same pieces of, of one life. And the more that we kind of look at them equally and be just as much comfortable talking about both of them and championing both sides of it, kind of the more fulfilled and happier life we'll be able to live. So everything that you're just saying is is totally like the mad happy way. Yeah, because I call that a, a mad balance. You got to have a balance, yo. You can't just be 100% happy all the time. You got to appreciate no. the downtime that you have and the, the times when you really wasn't doing so good so you can keep a balance and you can stay working hard because you can easily get caught up on the, uh, the upside of things and you could go manic like Gator did. So you got to come down, mm-hmm. you got to come down to earth sometime and you got to really think about your circumstances and how blessed you are. So that's what keeps me happy, just knowing that I could always reflect. Self-reflection is one of the best things. You know, when I reflect and think about myself and where I came from and how I'm trying to do this and that, it just keeps me happy. And you brought up a good point, right? Like not really knowing your mom growing up, like how, how was it for you growing up? Like when was the first time that you knew that, you know, your mental health wasn't there was something going on there, right? Like how long, how long did it take for you to realize that for the first time back when you were growing up in South Central? Uh, it, it really didn't take me that long to start appreciating the things around me because I had a great support system, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it was just like me just always being in my mind, just knowing that like uh, I was going to go places because that's what it's all about. It's just about your mental, you know? Like you could be in a, a messed up situation, but in your mind, as long as you know you're going to get out of it, that, that's all that really matters. So that's what really kept me going every day. And then, you know, like my mom and my sis, you know, who raised me and stuff like that, they they really kept me focused and they kept me doing a bunch of curricular activities to keep my mind always on, on, on the upside of things, you know. So that's what really made me realize that I was going to be good because the mind is everything, you know. If you just envision what you want to be, how you want to feel, you know, it, it could really start transpiring if you start applying yourself and, you know, being proactive and working towards it. So every day that I was reflecting on whatever I was going through, I was just trying to just make it and be better. Yeah, and I think it's a good point you bring up because even though you are bipolar, I think like a lot of people with mental health, they think it's like all bad stuff, right? And I right. think that they're there is both sides of it, right? And trying to look at mental health more like the good days and the bad days is important because if you only start looking at like the dark times, it gets like very negative very quickly. And then how are you going to get yourself out of that? So I think Man. that message 
it seemed like you learned that early on. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I, I be preaching it every day to people. Like, like man, you can't be just focused on negative things all day. Like that's that's just not gonna transpire well for you. You know, you you gonna be off balance. You gonna have bad days. Stuff not gonna be going right for you. You know, like so. I just be trying to tell people like, yo, if you are gonna spend your time thinking all day, think about yourself better in your situation and, and making people around you happy that's why i like y'all brand mad happy like if you ain't trying to be happy yeah. you ain't trying to accomplish nothing it's like you really not serving yourself no purpose you feel me because if you just getting up every day and you just thinking negative things it's just like you're really just wasting your time and your energy because it, it's, it's draining and it's stressful being negative you know because just think about just think about how many muscles you use in your face when you frown you feel yeah. me and then think about yeah. how many muscles you're using your face when you smile a lot easier to smile yeah it's a lot easier you know what i'm saying so it's just like people just waste their time being negative so that's why i'm always just pushing positive energy you know and ready to always just just be more you know aware self-aware yep i mean that's why we call ourselves the local optimist group and why we focus so much on optimism and positivity and a lot of people ask me sometimes what does that really mean? And I think for us and for me personally, there's so much in life that we can't control and external things that we really have no say or control over. And it's always easier for me to focus on the things that we do have control over and what we can focus on. And for me, that's our mindset and our outlook. And if we choose to kind of see things in a positive light, in a positive way, we can put that put that out there into the world and really manifest it. You know, we were talking to logic a couple of weeks ago and he was his whole thing is peace love and positivity right and he was manifesting this stuff from day one this thinking these dreams these goals and if you really believe in that and you put that out into the world that's the shit that's going to come back to you so really positivity and optimism is, is at the core of everything we do and it seems like you can totally relate to that oh yeah definitely man and that's, that's just, just every day. You just got to apply yourself and just, just think about just being better. That's what I always say every day. It's just like every day you wake up, you got the chance to just become better. You know what I'm saying? So that's what people just got to focus on. You talked a little bit about not knowing your biological mother and father. Um, I can relate to that. I, I don't know my biological father at all. Um, and I was lucky to get adopted by my stepdad who really raised me as my dad. Um, oh, what was it like kind of... Yeah same, yeah, same type of situation like mine. Like I got, I got adopted by family, so it was just really just a blessing in disguise, and just really just genuine love. You know, just knowing that my auntie loved her brother that much to adopt his son. So it just made me realize, like, man, I got some good women in my life, some good people. You know, that exactly, really just dude. raised me. So that's why I always refer to my my auntie as my mom. You know. Mm-hmm. Cause that's my mom. That's 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 all I know. That's beautiful. Ever since I was eighteen months, that's all I know. Yeah, is Betty and Stacy. I don't really use any of those terms like step or, or half or anything like that. I have a bunch of siblings from different marriages, but we all kind of grew up as as brothers and sisters. I'm curious for you, kind of growing up and and starting to be creative and and get into the music scene a little bit. What did that journey look like for you? And then obviously now transitioning into acting. What was kind of your path like as a creative coming up as a young buck? Oh man, my path as a creative coming up, it was it was fun. It was um just every day I was just waking up ambitious, you know, just thinking about like, damn, if I could rap and really try to do this, it could possibly work out. So 
just knowing that I was gambling every day, just just applying myself, whether I was shooting bullshit music videos, all type of little stuff, recording songs, you know, just the fact that I was really just trying is what I was in love with, you know, just the grind. I was in love with the grind. And then when I linked up with another local artist and stuff, and then we started popping and going on tour, and then and I got in the game and I started tasting a little bit of success, I started working with major artists and shit like that. Like I got song with Lil Wayne's, you know, multiple songs. So once I reached that point and started traveling the world just off of music and just connections and grinding, I never looked back, man. So my upbringing in the music is just is just amazing, man. How I went from walking down Melrose, passing out my music with my friends to somebody. Yeah. The next thing you know, I'm on Madison Square Garden stage, sold out 30,000 with Fallout Boy. And then just going places like Jimmy Kimmel and just, it's just like, you really just start thinking differently when you start experiencing certain things like you know what i mean so yeah it was crazy man it was a struggle though for sure and was it always like a mindset thing for you that you know it seems like you kept betting on yourself early where like yeah maybe no one would have believed like gata could do this gata could do that yeah it was just you knew from an early early age that like this was going to be your path yeah i knew man like it's just it, it might sound narcissistic <laughs> or it might sound cocky or it might sound crazy but once I started tasting success and started just believing in myself even more and more and more and just started getting the feedback from just my friends and people around me. And once they were like, man, this dude really want to be a rapper. Like we, like me and my whole crew, we basically like put a lot of tattoos on ourselves like way before tattoos was even a thing. Like now you see everybody tatted, but we was yeah. really tatted at a young age. Like, you know what I mean? So I was showing people like, man, this is do or die. Like I can't go get no office job. Like right. I've been having this lip. I've been having this lip piercing for for a decade for a decade plus. You know, I've been like having a rock star mentality. You know, so that's just what I want to show. It's the like, only man. way. Yes, this is the only way. Like I don't have a plan B. Like you get what I'm saying. Like I'm a person mm -hmm. that's that dedicated. Like I don't have no plan B. Like I'm all in. This is it. Like it's G. It's GED forever. Like you know, and that's my brand grinding every day getting educated daily you know what i'm saying so where do you think that that confidence came from that you had like even coming up in south central just like no i'm i'm gonna make it i'm gonna be a famous rapper i'm gonna travel all over the world how how do you think you found that within yourself because just like you said growing up in south central you see so many homies dying people going to jail people like just going doing other stuff that you know that you don't want to be a part of like that's what it was like every day is like I go to school, I, I, try, I get my education, make my friends, try to be cool. But it's like at the end of the day, when you go home at night, what are you thinking about? What do you want to become? I was like, okay, what are the odds that I'm going to the NBA? That's out. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know, I know I'm smart. So let me apply myself on the computers and, and get kind of savvy and tech savvy and start learning things like that. So that's when I started tapping into the internet and MySpace and creating this this image, this Gator, you know, and there's always been Gator, but you know what I mean? Like I really just started investing in creating my brand and just letting people know like at an early stage that I'm going to be an artist. I'm an artist. Like like look at the stuff that I'm doing. Like I'm doing stuff that, that artists do. Like 10 years ago, I was, Ben had sponsorships. I had brands from all over the place johnny cupcake sending me free boxes of clothes wow. just because i got him convinced that i'm an artist just because i'm standing next to 
Travis McCoy and Tiger or whoever, you know, yeah, I was just right. creating, I was just creating this image at an early age. Like, yo, like, I'm just saying, like, I've I really been dedicated to just making my dreams come true. Anybody that's around me or anybody that really, really know me, they can tell you the same thing. Like, like Gator is pushing himself. He's pushing himself at all times. That's just me, man. Like, and I'm going to push other people too. Like, that's why I'm little Dickie's hype man, because I believe in myself so much that I got so much charisma, so much talent, so much swag. Who wouldn't mm-hmm. want to have somebody that's betting on themselves every day right next to them? You know what I mean? Like, 100%. I wake up every day and be like, yo, I'm the man. I'm going to get it done. Like, this is what yeah. I want to do. Like, that's the type of energy you need when you want to accomplish things, man. I we just, need you in the office, Yeah, bro. I'm, I'm hyped up from this combo. <laughs> I'm feeling good right yeah, now. That's, yeah. Nah, for real. Like, you got to have people that put that battery in your back. It's like, hey, if you want to start a business, bro, go start a business. Like, if you want to do this, go do it. Like, it's, it's just, that's just the type of guy I am. I believe anything can be done. Like, we didn't have a black president. Like, come on. There's there's no excuse. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and I think um, they say you're the average of the five people you're around most. And I definitely agree with that, right? So it's about surrounding yourself with with people like Gata, right? With people that are just trying to push push themselves and in turn pushing you and 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 hyping you up. So fast forwarding a bit, like did you know that, you know, now you're an inspiration to so many, especially in you know, in the black community, right? Like mental health is not something that is openly talked about, especially guys, right? Guys are never mm-hmm. talking about that type of stuff, right? Like how does it feel to you to now know that you're an inspiration to so many and like you're still paving the way, right? There's so much more work to be done in getting the word out, just talking about who you are yourself. And so how does that feel? Man, it's, to be honest with you, it's kind of like, it's still surreal because I always knew that like, okay, I was going to make it in the industry. I was going to become something. I was going to, people were, people were going to know about me somehow, some way. That was just me. Like I knew people were either gonna know me about my music or whether it was a clothing line or whether if I assigned a skateboarder, you're gonna know about Gator and GED. But I didn't know that I would be like a actor, uh, what they say, a spokesperson for mental health awareness and stuff like that. Like I didn't know that. I didn't see that coming. I didn't think that I'd be inspiring people just with my real story. Like I said, I thought it would be about my brand first or my, my art or something like that you know like i didn't right. know that it, people would just fall in love with just me as a person so that's what made me feel great like damn like that's why i did make it in this shit because i i am dope like i am an interesting person so it's just crazy sometimes like people just be telling me like yo man you you didn't got me through so many hard times just by watching that episode you made me realize mm-hmm. this you were like that's doper than somebody saying like, oh man, I, I love that lyric about like this and that, this and that and the third about, you know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, it's just dope, man. That's what's so special to me about mental health because I can totally relate to you on, I've, I've shared my stories a few times and and we have a bunch of panels um, where we speak about mental health and other things like that, where I kind of get to open up um, and talk to some people and hearing from those people is always what makes me feel so good about myself and so fulfilled and is able to like really make me feel worthy um, and value within myself. And I often find that those are the first things I think of when I think about feeling good more so than our brand's success or this collab that we just did with the Lakers and Dodgers, like which is still childhood dreams of mine, but it's really the connection to the personal story and what we actually been through that means the most over all this like external shit and maybe what we do professionally like you said so right i relate to that for sure 
Yeah. And I think to go off of that, I think just talking about your story, right? It's like people understand, like, if Gata or if Mason like went through this, then like, you know, it's fine that I'm going through these downtimes too. And I think just talking about it also just makes, you know, I know for myself personally, like when I talk about the struggles I've had, it's like, it makes those times more worth it because it it does feel like it, it is helping other people. And I think that that's the cool part about sharing your story. It shows that like, it is something that we're all going through. It's a human experience. Yeah, whether we talk about it or not, right? Like everyone has down times. It doesn't matter uh, how rich you are, where you're, you live, who you know. None of that stuff matters, right? And it, and it starts at that core level. Exactly, man. Definitely, though, as well. Yeah. Just to get a bit more current, what's next for you kind of on your mental health journey? How do you think about continuing to get better, continuing to get bigger, continuing to inspire others, really grow your brand and and this mission that you now, without even meaning to, are kind of representing. I feel like mental health, people kind of think about it sometimes as a as an end destination. Uh, but I know for you and, and for myself too, this isn't something that has a that has a finale, right? This is some shit that we have to deal with for the rest of our lives. It's gonna be with us forever and we should not think of it like the road to an end. Um, so what's kind of next for you on your journey as you continue to grow? As I continue to grow, man, on this uh, journey of mine, like every day as I put one foot forward, I'm just going to take it one day at a time because that's one thing with the mind. You don't want to uh, overload it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially if a person like me where my mind is already racing and anxiety and I got, okay, this audition to do, this to worry about. Like It's just like I want to take it like it's, it's uh, what they say. Take it slow, but I basically want to gradually pace myself as I keep going on with this journey because that's one thing you could you can um you could burn yourself out just by thinking too much. So every day I just want to you know just breathe, work on my breathing, work on my uh, like I said my my mental headspace and just the balance in my head every day that I get up. So that's what I'm dealing with every day in my journey is just taking the time out to just be more uh, patient. As I make these moves, as I make these decisions, as a man, as a as a as a artist, as an actor, like I just want to just take my time more and just focus. That's all. Because, like you said, you can you can wake up every day, you can crash and burn, and I don't want to do that. So I just want to really be patient, you know, and just make sure that everything is copacetic and all good, man. That's it. That's all I can do. No, for sure, for sure that. That's all we can do, right? It reminds me back of what we were talking about, about focusing on what's in our control and not getting too stressed or worked up about anything that's out of it. Another thing I wanted to talk to you about, just because I have kind of my own personal connection with this, but was medication. Um, For me, growing up, it was always kind of something that scared me. Uh, My mom didn't really believe in it a ton. She always kind of had us on more natural things. Right. What was that process like for you of, of... hearing about it, uh, getting on it, were you apprehensive at all? Um, and kind of what's your relationship with like it now? I've, I was on some SSRIs, um, an anti-depression, anti-anxiety meds. I've recently been off, uh, but it's something that I kind of go back and forth with. Um, how's that relationship for you? Oh, well, when I first, you know, when I first was diagnosed and first found out that I had to take medicine, I kind of like turned my nose up at it. Like, Mm-hmm. How the doctor just gonna tell me this about myself? Yada 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 yada. But this, that, and the third, like I had to, you know, accept the fact that okay, if this is the reason why I'm acting the way I am, 
let me listen and receive the help. So I had to get in a space to where I'm like, okay, this is not a bad thing, Gator. It's not bad that you're bipolar. It's not bad that you got to take medication. Right. You're actually help, you're actually helping yourself become great. It's a good thing. Yeah, it's actually a good thing. They say uh, Einstein was bipolar. They say uh, Basquiat was bipolar. Like, I'm, I, yeah, so I started, yeah. I started looking at it in a good light. Like, okay. A lot of these creatives and all these artists are bipolar, so let me let me let me let me accept this in in, in a good way. Like I, I'm in a I'm in a class with some with some greats, you know yeah. what I mean. So also well, I started to see like even people like Kanye West started helping me deal with it better, you know, because he said like, "Yo, yeah. I'm not bipolar. These are my superpowers." So once I started just looking at it in a positive light, it was okay for me to take the medicine. But what I didn't like at first when I took the medicine that. I feel like it altered my my liveliness as a person, you know, because some mm. of this some of this medication is so strong that uh, it slows you down. Like I said, you gotta take your time out to to breathe and to focus. So this medicine slowed me down and made me like kind of like just too slow motion. I just wasn't you know the person that I really was, like the happy Joe Golly person. So you had to, I had to lower the dosages and stuff. So once I started doing yeah. that, I was able to maintain the medicine and I found my correct balance and levels of you know whatever it is that i'm taking yep, the doses and all yeah, that yeah. yeah i got all that right and then now the medicine is fine like i could just say hey okay i'm feeling like this right now let me go grab this pill because this is what's going to do like like i know what triggers me and stuff it's like it's like I, i've been mm-hmm. dealing with it for so long it's like i know my mind now i know my my body and stuff so medicine is a good thing for me it was a thing of pride where when i first started to think about taking it it was like, fuck, I failed. I can't do it on my own. I need help from this other thing. And I was having conversations with my parents, obviously. And my dad told me something that still sticks with me that kind of got me more open to taking it, which is just, if you're having a hard time and there's something out there that can help you, let it help you. And it like, it was really as simple as that for me and check your ego at the door. And if something is there and it's proven to help you and you have professionals who are telling you that it's going to help you, just let it help you, man. And and, right. and that's what really changed things for me. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, even just from this combo, you know, it's, it, it is super inspirational. I think that you've been true to yourself. Uh, it seems like from day one, and I'm sure that's been a process to like becoming more of your true self, putting yourself out there more. And I think that that's really an amazing message that, that I'm going to take home. Right. And I think like the inspiring character you are on Dave very much seems like uh, the real Gata and, and, I really appreciate that because I, I do think that that's hard to come by. So definitely means a lot to us. And with that, I'll ask, you know, how season two, you know, anything big on the mental health side that we should expect? I think the the power of, of, of what you guys did in season one was amazing with that message, with telling people it's okay. Right, right, Is right. that something we can expect moving forward in season two? Uh, well, I can't really tell you what to expect, you know, because, you know, due to the contracts and all that type of stuff and lawyers, I got to, you know, I can't expose too much. But I just want you to know that it's going to stay real. It's going to stay funny. And we're going to keep that connection with the audience to where we did last season to where you feeling like, okay. Yeah, you watching Gator, real story, real like you're gonna be tapped in, man. It's just, it's just gonna be great, man. And mental health is just always gonna be something that I'ma keep aware and this on because I deal with it every day. So it's like when you see me, you're gonna see yeah mental health awareness. I'm always gonna shine light on it. So definitely. We're so excited for that and and for season two. We really can't wait. Uh before we wrap up, we like to end every episode with two questions, two quick ones. Uh the first one I'll hit you with 
is a nomination. If you could nominate anyone to come on the show who you think has a powerful mental health journey and experience that could inspire our listeners and inspire us, who would you nominate? Damn, man. I'm about to <laughs> shed a tear. But um, if I could nominate somebody to come on the show and speak about mental health and stuff like that, I would motivate DMX, man. Mm, I, I would definitely. nominate. I would. I would nominate DMX, man. Sir, I'm sorry, man, but yeah, yeah that's just crazy. No, that, like he was. A, he was, man. I, I would nominate him to speak about mental health because it's important, man. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. Shout out. Um, I think when I think about DMX, honestly, I see a lot of you in him in terms of just being so authentically yourself. And not giving a fuck, even if it sometimes means people are going to look at you the wrong way or just like unapologetically confident in yourself. That's why I say him, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. he was real, dude. When I think about him, it's just like he, nobody else is like him. Nobody else could have done what he did and just the level of confidence that he had in himself and who he was and lived that every single day to the fullest. I think he, he remains to be an inspiration for a lot of people. So that nomination is awesome, man. Yeah. And secondly, um, we end every episode with the question, what makes you mad happy? So what makes Gator mad happy? Damn, that's, that's, that's... Oh, here it is right here, man. You know what makes me mad happy? <laughs> what? Grinding every day, man. GD. Yep. That's what makes me mad happy, yo. Just waking up every day. Like, how I'm doing this podcast with you, like... Like I, I'm grinding, yo. Like I'm, I'm, I'm putting a message out there. Like I'm, I'm working towards something. So that's what makes me mad happy, yo. Grinding every day. Definitely, yeah. Thank you so much, Gate. I think you've definitely been an inspiration to myself, to Mason, to so many people uh, around the world, and even just from this conversation, the, the optimism, the positivity, uh, the, the mindset that that you really embody. What seems like every day is is something that I'll always carry with me, and and I know a lot of our audience will as well, right? I think we're, we're hopeful that people can hear stories like this and and really take away that like, no one's alone, right? We're all going through the, this human experience together and, and hopefully we'll all just continue to get a little bit better every day. So really, really appreciate you coming on and, and just thank you for everything that you do. Oh man, no doubt, man. It's my pleasure, man. For real, for real, man. I'm praying for everybody out there. Many blessings. Hope everybody, you know, stay focused, man. And I hope I inspired y'all, motivate y'all, and I really appreciate y'all for listening. Big time. Definitely. And, and make sure everyone catches season two of Dave. Oh, yeah. Season two, Dave on the way. The gander continues. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Gator. Appreciate it, bro. Thank you. All right, man. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world that you took the time to participate in this conversation, and we hope it gave you even a small little something that you can take with you throughout your day. And thank you so much to Gaeta for joining us today, being so open about his life and experiences and where he hopes to continue growing in the future. We also want to remind everyone that mental health is an ongoing process and is something that takes daily work. For more information on how to get support, again, please visit us at localoptimist.com backslash podcast. If you want to support the show, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tune in next week for our conversation with... Where we talk about, yep, mental health. See you next time. Peace.
The Mad Happy Podcast is brought to you by Optimism.